you have arrived at your destination. Hey guys, what was the worst year in history? (laughs) That's easy. (laughs) I I feel like we can all say it. Well, in our history, I'd say there were probably some way worse years than. Well, that's true. Let's let's be honest. There were probably some way worse years. We we are talking from a place of uh, of of 20th cent 21st century comfort but still uh 2020 was a challenging year for a lot of people <laughs> and um that's okay but we're gonna talk about some of the good stuff from 2020 that's right it's time for the animation destination year end awards let's get into it this week on animation destination Destination Podcast and Animation Celebration Podcast. I'm your host, resident cartoon junkie Brendan Jones, and I'm here with John Myers. Hello, friends. Stephen Barnes. Hey, guys. And we are now here to talk about the newest uh, awards of, for, for 2020. I do these every year. A uh, little late this year. It usually comes in January, but you know things happen. Uh, people people get diseases and viruses, and yeah. they have to put things off. But uh, that's <laughs> right. That happens. That's a thing that happens. It's it's twenty twenty. It's twenty twenty one. But off the the cusp of twenty twenty, it's <laughs> fine. Uh, but we're 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 recording remotely here, um, and we're having a good time. And we're gonna we're just gonna talk about. Uh, all the cartoons and anime and stuff that came out in 2020 and what was good and what was disappointing because that's my only bad category is what disappointed me. Uh, everything else is all celebration because that's what this podcast is. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then we're going to round that off, guys, with uh, with uh, all of our favorite moments uh, in animation uh, that, uh, uh, that that comes at the end of everything. You know, your top three with some runners up or some just whatever moments you want to talk about. That's pretty much it. Sure. Um, but uh, you know, this is uh, this this is free to talk about. This is just my list. If you guys have any of the anything that that you want to talk about or uh, any of these categories, feel free to absolutely say something, and I will uh, let you interject because that's why you guys are here for opinions. It's always right fun. Uh, this is the first time we're doing this again. Uh, that I'm doing this again with more than one person. Actually, it's always been kind of the past three years i think i've done this it's been like one person per uh per doing it. i think it's uh usually you get you guys or mitch or one of you and so we're, we got two people on so i'm happy about that so let's let's get into it guys shall we absolutely all right well I, i'm going to talk about uh first up uh the best kids cartoon so this is cartoon mm-hmm. that's yeah targeted towards children or family oriented type of uh of content it's um it's typically for things that are like targeted directly towards children because you know there's like family there's things that skirt the line a little bit nowadays yeah you know sure um things that are full that are for full families and then there's things that are like deliberately definitely for children 
that are for the younger viewers because it's not really for you don't have references to like 1980s anime and typically in, in, in children's cartoons that are specifically for them. Um, uh, the winner might skirt that line a little bit, but I'm still counting it. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but it, it is very definitely uh, uh, geared towards uh, children. I'm going to go with the runners up and let me know if you guys have watched or heard of either of these that got two runners up in this one. Uh, big special shout out to Cleopatra in space. Mm. Um, had uh, Mike Mayhack on uh, for a podcast episode talking about that, talking about his comic, and uh, that was a lot of fun. So uh, I was really happy to see that that show debuted because that's an old uh, graphic novel that he started way back in the day, and apparently he got that uh, pitched and uh, greenlit years ago. And here we are, the animation process finally spilling out onto the Peacock Network. Weird weird little uh, title for a for a streaming service but uh, <laughs> as you'll see the streaming services are a they're a blessing for animation uh, oh yeah so, yeah absolutely uh it, it 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 adds for a model to which you can like you know like like people kind of have that you know that, that that executive mindset of like like oh it's just for children to watch and like kind of blah 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 you know uh that episodic type of thing but episodic uh, storytelling is kind of going away a little bit. We're getting more mm-hmm. continuity, you know, which is great. Um, and uh, Cleopatra in space is pretty episodic, but it's got a continuous story throughout the rest of it. It's a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with Mike Mayhack. Go back and watch that episode. Just search Mike Mayhack on uh, Animation Destination and listen to us talk about Cleopatra in space. It's a good little show and it's enjoyable. Um, it, that was a good episode. I uh, I have not seen that show at all, but listening to you guys talk about it was cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, the other runner-up goes to a Nickelodeon uh, production that went straight to Netflix, um, which was Glitch Tex, um, mm. about some video gamer kids that like fights living glitches that come to life out of tvs and oh video yeah games. my daughter watches that i watch yeah. it with her sometimes that's not yeah. bad at all yeah fun little show nothing to nothing that i'd write home about by any stretch or like to you know like i i'd recommend it for people who have kids and yeah. like you know it's a fun time uh I, I i enjoyed it i thought it was perfectly fine perfectly valid it, it's a fun little concept uh, yeah. especially with you know the video game idea uh, mm-hmm. related to it but um, and it has a decent story, uh, and the animation's yeah. not bad either. Yeah, yeah, good, good animation. It has that, it has that, um, that sort of toon boom rigged animation, but it's all kind of really energetic and uh, has a good filter of like pixel content kind of over it. Very, uh, you know, like I, I like how like the enemies look. They have that uh, that pixelated video gamey look that looks really good. So mm-hmm. uh, I like Glitch Text. Go, go, give that one a watch. That was a good one. Uh, but the winner. Uh, for the second time, not in a row, because there was none of this in 2019, mm-hmm. uh, but in 2018, uh, uh, this one won, and they win again with their second season, which is Netflix's Hilda. Hilda oh, wins yes. again. I adore that show. I think yeah. everyone, I think everyone should watch that show. I think if you have kids, you should sit them down in front. It is a warm cup of coffee in front of a cozy fire. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's wonderful. I absolutely love it, and it will probably win unless they really screw up. 
it will probably win this category every year that it comes out. Um, uh, I'm, I'm super happy that it came back and I hope that it comes back uh, a little bit faster, but uh, that studio is doing good stuff too. Uh, Cause it, it released this year, kid cosmic, uh, which is another great show that debuted on Netflix. Um, but uh, Hilda, Hilda is the the number one best kids cartoon uh, in uh, in animation this year, guys. Yeah, good choice. good choice. Good choice. Love the love that show. It's great. For, any, for anybody that else uh, that has watched it, definitely check out the comic books. Uh, my daughter's yeah. a big fan of the show, so we bought her a couple comics, and she likes to reading those. And yes. granted, the show does kind of adapt to comics, so it is some of them are the same stories, but um, they have not adapted all the comics yet. That's true. That's true. So there's yeah. some out there to check out. Yeah, we did absolutely. the uh, we did the opposite. We started with the comics and then oh yeah. into the show. Nice, awesome. nice. Yeah, it's it's funny because like right when the show was coming out, the comics were super expensive because uh, they were out of print. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they just reprinted them once the show started to air and they, they, they clawed back down, thankfully, and they're pretty, pretty available to get, which is good. Uh, Cause you know, uh, it's, it's good to have the source material, but Luke Pearson is the, is the creator of that. And he did the comics and I absolutely love that show. I think it's mm-hmm. fantastic. It's adorable and it's a good time. So yeah, pick up the comics, watch the show, have a good time. Uh, let's get into the best new series of 2020 the the shows that came out in 2020 um i counted one of these it's sort of not new but it sort of is um and this might be unfair oh well it's a runner-up so it doesn't matter uh (laughs) it's fine uh adventure time distant lands so okay continuation of adventure time um I really enjoyed Obsidian, which was the Marceline story that came out recently, um, just at the end of 2020. Um, and there was a BMO episode prior to that, uh, which was which was pretty fun. Uh, only two episodes out so far. The rest on HBO Max will be coming out. Two more uh, that will be coming out this year. Um, but I thought it was worth mentioning because I didn't have it anywhere on here. So uh, runner up uh, Adventure Time Distant Lands. So. Very cool. uh, another HBO Max. Uh, I think it's good to talk about HBO Max for being a new service that that, that runs animation, which is great. Uh, Close enough. Um, Close enough is an adult cartoon show uh, by JG Quintel, creator of Regular Show. Um, if you've watched or enjoyed Regular Show at all, you will enjoy this because it is literally just Regular Show with human characters. So <laughs> I think I just saw it got renewed for a second season, didn't it? It did. It got renewed for uh, second season's coming out. It got renewed for, I think, two more on top wow, of that. Okay. Yeah, that, that was a little bit of news that came out right before we started the podcast. Uh, Clone High got picked up. So they got uh, new episodes. That, of, yeah. yeah, which is crazy. So new episodes of Clone High. They're picking up uh, a quote unquote. I don't know if this one's also adult, but like the, the article was like new adult cartoons that are coming out uh close enough got two more seasons or two more orders i think and uh something called velma which is about scooby-doo's velma yeah it's an origin for just velma yeah Yeah. it's it's labeled adult animation right now this is the kid-friendly podcast 
So, maybe we can't talk about all the aspects of this show, but I am very confused where HBO is going with that. I'm very confused. Very confused as well. It's it's very bizarre. I don't know what the heck that's about, but it it's happening. So I've seen my fair share of Velma cosplayers, and I'm worried about that adult animation. Uh Agreed. 100 percent agreed. I don't know where they're going. Uh, I guess we'll. (laughs) We'll have to see. <laughs> maybe I'll put an adult. Maybe I'll put an adult cartoon, an adults, you know, adult cartoon award for next year. Um, it's just a very it. interesting concept for them to jump on, right? Like, yeah, like all very the left field. Yeah, and it could be just like, oh, it's just gonna like is a tulta, like it's gonna contend with more like adult type situations that mm-hmm. aren't necessarily risque, just things that kids wouldn't be interested in. That's possible, sure. but it, yeah, absolutely, but. It, it's also a character from Scooby Doo. Like, right, why? Right. <laughs> like, why that would just throwing me off so much? It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. It's weird because Velma's always the one that gets to change. Like, none of the other characters change. None of them. Mm-hmm. But Velma gets to change. She gets to change to like, uh, you know, like her her heritage gets to change. Her her voice acting gets to change. Like everything about Velma gets to change in like any kind of iteration. So. I, I I don't know. It's it's weird. So, um, but all the rest have to stay exactly the same. But Velma can be that one that can be different. So, I don't know. As long uh, as they leave Shaggy and Scooby alone. Yeah, right. Got to leave yeah. them alone. Uh, th- this is actually reminding me of one of my biggest disappointments this year, and I'm going to add it to my runners up. So, <laughs> but uh, uh, didn't even think about that one till just now. Uh, I think I know what you're gonna. I think I know what that is. We'll get to it. I'm sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. But uh, it's it's pretty obvious for anybody who hasn't shown up. Um, but the winner of the best new series, and this was gonna go to Primal until I realized that Primal didn't come out till twenty nine. Came out in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was gonna go to Primal. Uh, this was gonna be a very close runner up to Primal, uh, but since this one came out in 2020. Primal did not. This one definitely takes the win because it was so close to overtaking that in my mind, which is the Owl House. So, oh. Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a great show from a veteran uh, veteran uh, storyboarder, storyboard artist from, um, uh, from uh, Gravity Falls. So mm-hmm. uh, I forget her name. Uh, I will look that up. Dana Terrace. Dana Terrace. Uh, who's a veteran from uh, Gravity Falls, decided to make a, a little uh, magical adventure pseudo-horror comedy. So, like, it's got aspects of, like, creepy horror things in it uh, that mm-hmm. are played, played for laughs, you know, very very much like the Bill Cipher end of, like, Gravity Falls type stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, Owl House is uh, wonderful. It's absolutely great. And definitely uh, people should check that one out because i enjoyed the heck out of it it was a good time so yeah that's that's a good one i've I've watched a couple of those episodes i need to give it its fair due yeah yeah absolutely um oh yeah another runner up that one you know what i'll I'll come back to that later we we don't need to talk about that never mind (laughs) i already passed that one up forget it we're done we're we're moving on moving on that that category uh but yeah yeah owl house definitely check it out it's a great time um, best new season of a cartoon, guys. So, okay. Um, some things got a lot of things got delayed. Um, 
you know, sometimes an anime can win this one. Uh, I think My Hero Academia has done that before. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. That has some great ones. Uh, you know, like anime is weird, though, because like it's not the best new anime. It's like it's like any anime that's happening. So, you know, it's that that can win best anime and can also win. Is it? It's hard to come up with the distinctions for these categories. So um, but a lot of things were put on delay. Um you guys are going to hate me for my pick on this one, and that's fine. That's perfect. <laughs> He's already come to terms with it. I know, I know. That's perfectly okay. You guys are going to hate me. I'm totally okay with that. We're going to go through the runners-up first. Steven Universe Future. Um, I-, I thought Steven Universe Future was perfectly fine. I don't think it quite hit the magic that the original kind of had mm-hmm. in a few ways. I thought it was a little weird in a couple of spots. But all in all, I thought they wrapped up the series pretty well. Uh, I could have just left it at the movie, though. I could. Yeah. I'd have been fine if the movie was the end of the series. I think I would have been perfectly okay with that. But uh, Steven Universe Future happened. It was fine. I had no real problems with it. You can go back and uh, listen to that episode uh, with Lauren and London. That was a lot of fun to have. Um, and that was the last time I got to talk about Steven Universe on this show, which is which is sad, you know? A little you know, sad, was, yeah. Until right now. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's been a mainstay of this podcast because, like, it debuted like right after I started, didn't it? Or maybe right oh. before. I oh, yeah, I guess. It's, yeah, you've been I around for a while, we're... AD. Yeah, right, right, right after I started was when this thing started. Yeah, right, right after this thing debuted is when I started. I started, I think, in 2014, and this came out in uh, 2020 or 2013. So, yeah. It, it was I was covering this for the entirety of this podcast, so it's kind of crazy yep. to talk about that. So shut it down, right? Shut it down. So there you go, boom. Another one, uh, not quite the last. We've got one more, but uh, another runner-up: Wizards Tales of Arcadia. Yes, uh, no, yeah, oh, man, that's a good one. Yeah, that was a great one. Uh, we got we got one more to go. We got the we got the Clash of the Titans movie coming mm-hmm. out. And that is to wrap up that whole Troll Hunters Arcadia realm, and I'm uh, super excited about that. Uh, I need I need Jim to get Excalibur. That needs to happen. And uh, yep, you know we're gonna we're we're gonna lead into all that stuff. But we're definitely gonna watch that movie and talk about it. John and I will definitely do that. So heck yeah, man. And, uh, yeah, because because uh, yeah, Mitch fell off of that one, and he's not here for me to berate him. Uh, so and that's that disappoints me. Uh, he yeah. was there for all three seasons of Troll Hunters. He fell off on Three Below, and he never watched Wizards either. So uh, I think, shame on you, Mitch. I feel like Three Below was a probably a point where a, a fair amount of people fell off. Yeah, it's it's a shame it's, too. It's not bad. Like Three Below is okay. It's it's of the the three different series. Three Below's probably my least favorite. Sure, but it has its own charms, and yeah, uh, Valve, what's it, what's his name? Vex, Vervatos Vex, Vervatos yeah. Vervatos. Vervatos. he's he's amazing. That's <laughs> my guy. He is absolutely amazing. It's fantastic. I, I I loved I loved Three Below. I can see where it's contentious because it's so different. It's taking a sci-fi twist on the on the stuff that you had magic involved with. So keep your sci-fi out of my magic. 
right? Exactly. <laughs> but it, it, it clashes with certain interests sometimes. And like, if you're, if you just want to see more of like those characters and then they're going to go off and do this and it's sort of like, Oh, they're just sort of like on the side of this, these characters or whatever. I can understand the, 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 the apprehension, but uh, I thought it all worked pretty well together and, and Guillermo del Toro just can just make stuff. So I'm yeah. down with it. Uh, next up is another uh, runner up for uh, best new season of a cartoon. Um, and I really hate to do this, but primal primal takes a slight loss in this. It almost won. Um, I, it's hard for me to say that because primal probably, I will talk about this later on. It, it probably had one of my favorite moments in animation history. Oh, wow. I, I, I can't talk about it because I don't think you guys have seen it yet. I have not, not yet. No, yeah. I haven't so, either. So that's fine, but I, I will, I will talk it up when we get to best moments. Um, a little bit. I won't spoil what it is, but uh, it's it, it, it's going to be interesting when we get to that. Um, so luckily, I don't have to talk about it here because it didn't quite win best new season. You guys are going to hate me. I don't care. I'm saying it because I think people need to know this. OK. Mm-hmm. Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh is the winner God. of best new season. This show. The cheese stands alone. The cheese stands <laughs> yeah. alone. This show gets so good, you guys. Oh, my God. Like, the last season of this show, the animation is so perfect. You have to go into this show, okay? Let me try and pitch this. You guys don't have to watch it. Nobody has to watch this show, but it's probably coming to Netflix pretty soon, and you can binge through the whole thing if you'd like, okay? It is different than your typical... Not so much. It's very close to the original. I will say that. It's very close to the original series. Um... But Leo, the, the big difference is Leo. Leo is very different. He's, mm. he's not your typical Leo. So if you have you have reservations about any of the change of the character, and I'm perfectly fine with people having reservations about that, or just being completely like, I'm not watching that because I screwed that up. <laughs> well, you just you lost, you lost Steven right there. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the thing because like I I can't argue against that viewpoint because my biggest disappointment is the same viewpoint of another show. So I can't like be like, oh, you're just being whatever, because I have that same problem with another <laughs> thing. So like, you know, I can't say it, but I gave this show a shot. I yeah. sort of disassociated myself with like the other shows that the show kind of goes along. And I think it very much marries up with the original 1980s, early 90s show in a lot of ways. It's it's very comedic. It's very comedy based. And that might turn some people off because we've had a lot of more serious takes with with comedy sprinkled in mm. of TMNT. It's hard to do it because then 2012 you had like a, a pretty much picture perfect TMNT reboot. Yeah. Like I'm not going to discount that at all. Like I think it was like perfect in, in almost every way. Mm-hmm. Um, but where this thing succeeds is the animation is so crisp and new and different and nothing else looks like it on the market. Um, I think it's fantastic. I need these guys to do something else, like maybe something original that won't piss people off. (laughs) You know, Um, but you have to go into this show. If you decide to watch it, you have to go into the show and understand that this is a splinter origin story. It is the whole show. 
The whole show is his story. Okay. And that's why it gets so good at the end because Splinter, myself included, is the worst part, is the perceived worst part about this show. Like, easily. Because he's completely different. He's played for laughs. And Splinter was never played for laughs. I did not. I mean, I know that a lot of these uh, character designs are, like, not everyone's favorites. But the Splinter character design was especially rough. Terrible. Terrible. I'm I'm 100% with you. Uh, Not only does it come off that 2012 design, which was, like, like chef's kiss. Wonderful. Right. Uh, the, the he's tall and like regal looking and just and Splinter is never played for laughs, even in the original. He'll make jokes, but like he's always the serious character. He's always the straight man to the turtles. And in this, he is not the straight man at all. But the way the show evolves and the way the show ends is so perfect to what they were doing. I, I, I can't get over it, but you know, that that's my pitch for it. If you go in with that understanding, I think you can really appreciate this show. Um, and you have to kind of just bury your, what I like to do is just think about the fact that like in the turtle universe, the multiverse exists. Yes. So this, yeah. is, this is just another one of those. So it doesn't erase any of those other ones. They still exist. It's just this one's parallel next to it, and you get yeah. to in, enjoy that. And it's probably the best April too. I absolutely love the April on this one. Hmm. Uh, but that—that's—that's that's my pitch for Rise of the TMNT. You guys can hate me; it's perfectly fine. <laughs> I'm perfectly okay with it. I had to get that off because I—I really was impressed with what they were able to do uh, for me in that. Um, and uh, I think that's a good segue into the biggest disappointments of 2020 <laughs> because okay. I, feel like, I feel like you guys are disappointed in me. So. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. John's very all right. Yeah. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're done. John's just checked out of this podcast. Now. <laughs> oh, I got to go. You guys. <laughs> oh, you know what? I got to get going. It's, it's been fun. It's, it's late. I'm feeling not too good. Anyway. Uh, but the biggest disappointments of 2020. Do you guys have any? Do you have any disappointments of things, things that you watched that were like, eh, not great? Because I have a few. You um, know, not off the top of my head, but I'm I sure if you guys mentioned I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, Blood of Zeus. Um, yeah. On Netflix. I was pretty disappointed in that. Yeah. I mean, it was fine, but like. Yeah. I, Man, it was whatever. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I could I could have done without it. I mean, right? It's 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 kind of like off off the tail end of how good Castlevania is. I was just kind of like, right? Oh, man, and they got something going here, right? And and they had that like they they had Castlevania. They had that that same studio had that little offshoot, um, uh, was uh, Hands of Death or. Mm. Manos, I, I can't have whatever it is. I can't remember. But there was another one that was like kind of like a like a like a south of the border exploitation horror film kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of fun. Like I enjoyed that. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like it was its own thing. Uh, and then this one was just kind of like whatever. And then like it's like in between He-Man. Like we're getting He-Man next from the studio. And like that, that, I want He-Man. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. They're doing do that. The, the Kevin Smith He-Man or the other He-Man? They're doing the Kevin Smith one. So okay. the, yeah, the sequel series, Kevin Smith one is that studio. Um, still no word on the look of it. Uh, 
Kevin Smith actually revealed the theme song. Ah, uh, yeah, I watched it. I saw that was that. cool. That was cool. I, I liked how that sounded. Like, or it was the song when he transforms. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I, I liked that. I thought it sounded really good. It wasn't quite the He-Man theme, which you know that's fine. You don't have to, re- even though it's the greatest theme in animation, you don't have to repeat it all the time. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, but uh, there's that, and then you have the Troll Hunters uh, studio that's doing the rebooted version so so that'll be fun so two he-mans coming uh within the next couple of years and i think they're both deb- now i think the kevin smith one debuts this year and i think 2022 the other one debuts the 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 reboot debuts so so that's pretty cool but my disappointments uh kind of come from uh first of all all the 2020 delays uh demon slayer <laughs> like yeah uh log horizon promise neverland my hero mm-hmm. like they all got delayed because of the covid uh they all got pushed back uh and that was a big disappointment we never got to i was really souped up to see the mugen train hunt demon demon slayer yes uh, movie and i never got to watch it i was fully prepared to be like ah best movie of the year going to but it uh, didn't yep. get to see it it, but what is good is that it, it dominated in Japanese theaters. And oh, yeah. Just destroyed. So, you know, that, that was a lot of fun. Um, other one is DC Animation. Um, they released a lot this year, and I didn't like a lot of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's um, fair. Like, they released... Because, uh, uh, like, last year they had Reign of the Superman, Death of Superman. That was a great double... Uh, double run. They had a Batman movie I really enjoyed. Like they were releasing good stuff. Um, and then like for some reason, like the recent stuff, I didn't like the Red Sun one at all. I thought that one was lame. Uh, I didn't think it was a very good interpretation of the book, which is mm. one of the best you know books out there. Uh, one of the better Superman stories people talk about. Uh, Superman Man of Tomorrow sucked. Oh yeah, I didn't like that one at all. It was awful like i was just like what what is that that was terrible i had no idea what they were doing with that one uh that sucked uh justice league dark apocalypse war was trash absolute trash like i hated it i hated that freaking movie uh not only was it grim dark nonsense it was a shaggy dog story and didn't matter in the end it was awful (laughs) i was so angry um but yeah i i wasn't super happy i might actually put dc animation as the winner of this category um but just the entirety of it just the entirety of it i I can't pick out one itself it's just but i'll leave it as runner-up since i can't pick out one specifically um but yeah that's another one uh the other one i've just thought of when we were talking about earlier was scoob that's what i I knew it i knew i was yeah I was really excited for Scoob, and then like it was like, eh. I wish it hadn't been um, advertised as a Scooby Doo movie. If it, exactly, if it had been advertised as a, you know, whole uh, what do you Han- call that? Hanna Barbera, yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and, that that would have been yeah. If I had gone into it with that mind frame, I would have been much more interested in that movie. I love the cameos and stuff; it was fun. Yeah. But it yeah, was not it, a Scooby Doo movie. Yeah, all this cameo stuff and like the little origin parts, all that was fine. Like that stuff was good. The Dick Dastardly stuff, the 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 Blue Falcon things, like all that stuff I enjoyed. Um, but do you really think that that would like like if they advertise it like that, that that wouldn't be for today's kids? 
maybe but like like yeah because like the reason they they definitely the reason it's scoob and they 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 advertise for scoob is because he's just that thing that won't ever die he's just he's just a constant like 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 teenage mutant ninja turtles he just works every time he comes out it Mm -hmm. just does don't know why not every time (laughs) it just does but no but it but it it it, it's marketable every time like it doesn't necessarily mean it's good yeah like you throw that name everybody like every generation has an idea of what that is yeah exactly scoob's been around since i was a child since my parents were were children like it's like he's been around forever um and just the the way this was advertised was like it's a scooby-doo movie and if it was a scooby-doo movie where they're going around doing you know comedy gothic horror mystery stuff i think it would have worked but they didn't lean into enough in my opinion if you look at the if you look at the um the concept art they were going to lean super heavy into this being a big hanna-barbera like super movie yeah, grape grape ape was gonna be in it. Jabberjaw was gonna be in it. Like every place they went to, there's like these scenes of grape ape like bursting out of the freaking ground like King Kong, and like Jabberjaw swimming through like this dark lake and stuff, and like coming up and it's like ah, it's me, Jabberjaw. Like he's doing it menacingly, and then it puts ah, it's me, and it's like like there's gonna be like a whole thing of like them running into characters, but then it was just like oh, here's Blue Falcon. And then here's Captain Caveman. And then we don't do that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, well, then why'd you commit to those two, but not the other ones? Oh, because you hired Tracy Morgan to be Captain Caveman. That's, <laughs> that's, why, that's why you committed to that one. Yeah. But you didn't have any celebrities as the other two. That's why you didn't bother with it. So I think if they would have just like committed to this whole idea of a Laugh Olympics, like extravaganza of a movie, I think I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. But, and I think they could have done that if they led into it with like a smaller Scoob movie that just had the origin stuff and then had a little mystery. And then like, oh, there's a broader mystery that leads into a, you know, freaking because everybody has to have a franchise builder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to be a multiverse or universe. You slowly or... find out that there's just this wide world of sports right. out there. Yeah, exactly. The Barbaraverse. The Barbaraverse, oh, the, Hanna, the Hanna-Barbaraverse. Well, it would be Hanna-Barbera's World of Super Adventure. That's what you would call it. But, you know, that's that's just my childhood speaking. So it's fine. None of those won, though. Uh, the number one winner. And it's not really a disappointment because I knew this was going to be terrible. And it turns out that it definitely was. And it actually hurt me you know, on a personal level. It was painful. And I hated it, and I hate it to this day. <laughs> and you can't defend it to me. Uh, Thundercats Roar is oh, absolutely. Did yeah. that come out? I didn't bother. Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. I, got, I didn't bother. Yeah, I got nothing positive to say about that. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. And again, like I even gave it a shot. I was like, you know what? I'm that guy who was like, ah. Rise of the Team of T doesn't look very good to me. Maybe I'll give it a shot and I'll end up maybe liking it or maybe just divorcing it from other things and enjoying it a little bit. And I did. Thundercats Roar? No. I, it turns out I can't divorce my favorite show from the thing that they are. And I mm. just can't do it. Not only, not only can I not divorce it from my head and be like, well, it's a comedy and they're presenting it for children. And da, 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 da. it's 
base level trash garbage toilet humor. It's awful. It's just like not toilet humor. They don't really go gross about it, but it's just like it's it's like base level Teen Titans go without being clever at all ever. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's just terrible. Like it's terrible. I think Teen Titans go every now and then has like a flash of like, oh, that was clever. Like every now and then, like I'll look at it. Eh, that was clever. A uh, little, little, per- but ultimately it's just a bunch of flashy colors and you know, like it's whatever. Like I get the criticism for Teen Titans go. That's yeah. all this is. Uh, Thundercats roar. That's all it is. I will commend uh, some of the animation. I think that some of the animation is very fluid. Uh, it's very well storyboarded and like the way it flows from one action scene to another it, the animation is great. Too bad the art design is trash, and I hate it, and it's ugly. And I know that that's a subjective thing, but it's ugly, and I hate it, and I can't stand it. And the biggest sin that this thing commits, the biggest sin that Thundercats Roar commits, is that it uses the old music. And oh, it, no. Seriously? It, yes. It hurts me every time I hear it. It uses the library from the original series, which is some of my favorite music in animation, that and He-Man. And they use it, and it's just in this goofy, stupid show that I hate. And it just (laughs) makes me want... It just makes me want them to reuse this in a remake of a sh- of this that I want that I enjoy. Like bring back the 2011 reboot, please. Like, can we do that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can we do that? Indeed. I just. I think the one of the biggest things for me, uh, outside of the animation itself, because the the just all that cartoony did yeah. not seem to go with Thundercats. But yeah. I don't know who's really behind this concept or this idea for the show, but Thundercats has never been that type of right. jokey, cartoony humor type show. Yeah. So right. to make that jump, they had to know that there's going to be a risk. Not obvi- I mean, obviously the devoted fans to the older shows are going to have a problem with it. I'm sure they saw that coming a yeah. mile away. Oh, sure. absolutely. But well, to, yeah. well, to, try and establish this under a new genre for new like kids nowadays right. while <laughs> kids nowadays have their parents in their ears going what is this crap <laughs> like it's not gonna happen man it's, it's not. exactly exactly uh, there's a lot of things and i have a whole episode talking about this when the trailer was first released um uh, you know, I was I was right there with you that I was in the same boat, you know, that you guys were when Rise of the Team and T showed up. It just it didn't look like the thing that I enjoyed that was that, that has been coming out, you know, yeah. and, and there was there was just a reboot around the exact same time as that Team and T reboot, too, in 2011. Uh, you know, around the exact same time, there was this reboot that didn't get a chance that got thrown on Friday nights and then, you know, Adult Swim at 1.30 p.m., you know, like it, it didn't get a chance to be anything. And then this trailer comes out where this guy talks about how like, oh, my brothers, they made me watch the DVDs. And I thought it was a funny show. And it's like, dude, you can't parody can work for anything. Right. Right. But you but like dra- like Dragon Ball or, or uh, Team Four Star, Dragon Ball Z abridged. Yeah. Like, yeah. DBZA. That's from people that know Dragon Ball Z, that love Dragon Ball Z. And that they're able to parody it because they have a reverence for it. 
Yeah. I don't I don't think this guy was out to like hate on the show by any stretch, but he didn't have reverence for what he what he watched. It, it, it like it was very clear to me that he just thought this thing was funny and he could just make a thing. And also Teen Titans Go was a thing so I can hop on that trend. There sure. was no there was no like forethought of like like what would make this show funny? Like I I loved this show as a kid. What are the funny aspects about it to me that I can impart into this to make it enjoyable but in a parodied way? Like I don't think he approached it in that way at all. It was just like, "Oh, it's shilly billy humor. We're we're a bunch of people catcher and just squat on everything that people enjoyed about it and it just doesn't work. At, at any stretch, you're, you're absolutely right. And kids aren't going to enjoy it with a parent watching over them going like, this isn't. Yeah, they're, they're like, hey, turn this off. Let me show you the real Thundercats. Let me yeah, show you the right, real exactly. Thundercats. Let me show you the real Thundercats. The, the only thing that I will say that I hope this show did was introduce a bunch of kids to the original and the 2011 reboot yeah. so that they can mm-hmm. then go back and reboot that. So Because we're getting two He-Men coming out soon. So right. let's... Let's get some Thundercats, baby. It's my favorite show of all time. I've said it before. Hello, Thundercats. Let's go, man. I want some more. Want some more good Thundercats, and I maybe it'll lead to that, and I'll be okay. And then I'll say like, well, good for Thundercats. Roar! It gave me more new Thundercats. Yeah. Then I can move on with my life. So there we go. <clears throat> There's my mm, hateful nerd reaction to something. <laughs> so. Uh, best indie animation, guys. There wasn't a whole lot of independent animation this year. Um, it's been on fire for the past, like, three years. I've had, like, several, uh, runners-up, uh, and, and ready to go for this thing. Um, but right now, indie animation is kind of being, um, it, it, it's sort of, it's sort of being ruled by Has-Been Hotel, um, I don't know if you guys have watched Has Been Hotel at all yet. Um, it's a YouTube short that has garnered, I want to say, 40 million views at this point. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's a pilot episode, about 21 minutes long. Um, it has, it's insane the amount of views this thing has had. Obviously, repeat views. It's not 40 million separate people that have seen this thing. Um, but it, it recently, in the this year, got picked up uh by um by a major company i can't remember and it's going to be produced into an actual show um so that's pretty cool but one of the runners up of this year is hell of a boss which is another show that's a spinoff of that show that premieres on youtube every just about eh, once a month i think they have an episode but they're on episode three it's about this service of uh it's a comedy um it's a comedy um starring a couple of YouTube stars that uh, are doing the voice acting as well as uh, the voice of Zim. Uh, they got, uh, they got him on there. Which oh, is Invader Zim? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. They got, uh, yeah. Um, and he, he's on there, but they, um, uh, it's basically a bunch of like imps from hell. that get hired to kill people in the living world. Basically their whole, like services like you got somebody you want revenge on well we can kill them and they have this book that lets them go up to up to the surface world and 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 murder and so like the, they get these clients and everything and weird little adult hijinks ensues there's lots of gore lots of cursing uh lots of 
sexual innuendo and well not even innuendo just straight up um you know nice uh, <laughs> like yeah, adult situations happening but it's a fun little show i enjoyed it and it's a spinoff of has been hotel takes place in the same like universe kind of thing uh but the it's it, it, it's it's pretty fun i enjoy it uh another one from has been hotel that came out this year was the video addict um so addict is a video about two of the characters from has been hotel kind of developing on them that was a fan project uh that was uh that got the voice actors one of the voice actors from that show to do a music video or a music a song to sing about it and they did this song and it was like uh it was kind of pop beated and like it 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 did pretty well on, on its own so then the team at has been hotel just said what if we just animated a a, a music video to this so they just did they just animated yeah. music to and it was cool. So uh, I enjoyed that. So Addict for Has Been Hotel. That's another one uh, that's good. But the winner, uh, which I gave you guys a link to. I don't know if you watched it yet. Uh, this came out in February of 2020. Uh, I kind of slept on it for a while. I watched it when it first came out. <clears throat> I remember enjoying it. <clears throat> but then I really started to watch it towards the end of 2020. Like I really enjoyed it because I started listening to the band Nightwish, not Nightwish, Nightrunner. Sorry, Nightwish mm-hmm. is a completely different band. Uh, Nightrunner, which is uh, they have their whole albums on YouTube. They're a very uh, vaporwave 80s type of band. Uh, and they did this collaboration with Dan Avedan of Game Grumps fame. Um, Game Grumps, Ninja Sex Party, Twerp did a lot of... Uh, uh, Star Bomb, a lot of music projects this guy's on. Beautiful 80s style singing voice. Uh, and he did this video with them called Magnum Bullets, which was then uh, which was then uh, animated by Knights of the Light Table, uh, which is Patrick, Patrick Stannard's uh, animation company. Patrick Stannard is a classic animator from Newgrounds fame, and he does like legit animation for companies now, for, for uh, for big companies now, and he has his own little uh, group that does music videos and animation. And Patrick Standard's just like a, he's a wealth of a human being. He just loves to animate. He loves to draw. He makes riddles. He like legitimately like composes Lord of the Rings style riddles. Huh, <laughs> like, cool. They're fun. Cool. Like, yeah, it's awesome. Like, I love it. So, uh, but yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. He'll like throw those out on Twitter every now and then. But uh, Knights of the Light Table made this Magnum Bullets uh, video and it's awesome it's just neon lights and and it's yeah it is awesome like i have not seen this and i have not seen this with audio but i'm watching it right now yeah. it's cool and i'm yeah I'm, i have no idea what they're singing about but right yeah but it is a cool video i'm not even yeah. playing it's awesome and the song's great too like i love the night i love the night runner uh vibe again it's very vaporwave very low-key 80s vibe uh and dan kills it with the singing absolutely love dan's voice um and i i've watched this like a thousand times i think it's awesome uh so i definitely recommend magnum bullets that is the indie animation winner of the only award show that matters which is the animation destination awards um i i guess they matter i don't know they they matter uh steven it's time for your uh, favorite it is uh, time for the best anime. Oh, man. Yes, sir. Let's go. And if I say so myself, I think you will be happy with this pick, not disappointed in me uh, as uh, as as uh, 
the rise of the team and teen choice there was. I think you'll enjoy this one. I'll tell uh, you this much with uh, with Rise. As as much as you have recommended over the years that I have watched and fallen in love with, yeah, you're allowed. You're absolutely allowed to love Rise as much as you want. <laughs> I might even try it sometime, but I will never I do, hate on you for loving something. I do love that you still were like, I'm not watching it though. <laughs> I will not I'll be disappointed in you for your amazing opinions because you have t- you have led me down multiple paths that I do not regret. So. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about anime. This is something you lead me down paths all the time. Uh, there's several I've yet to check out that you've recommended to me. Um, what's that one that everybody's talking about right now? The the demon power one. J- um, Jujutsu Kaisen? Jujutsu Kaisen, yeah. That, that's one everybody's talking about. You've mentioned that one. Yeah, it's and a good I definitely, one. I definitely need to jump on that one for sure. Uh, that one seems really good. Um, so I'm super excited about that one. But haven't watched it yet. Uh, so it's not on the list. <laughs> like, uh, uh, none of the ones that like kind of uh, started and didn't finish are on the list except for one. Cause it kind of made fr- through a lot of it. But, uh, uh, first one is very early in 2020. Uh, this one jumped out at me and I absolutely loved it. Uh, keep your hands off as Um, I've talked it with you guys about this a few times. You have. I think you mm-hmm. have. Yeah. It was on my animation recommendations a few times. Uh, this was, uh, this is an anime uh, directed by uh, Sumito Awara. Sumito Awara is um, a prolific uh, anime uh, animation director. Uh, he does. He has several um, several movies on uh, on uh, Netflix right now that he's directed. Like when you see his style, you definitely understand it. It's very. It's almost Looney Tunes in a way. It's like almost not anime. It's weird. Like it's like everybody's kind of noodly armed in his stuff, but <laughs> Devil Man Cry, Devil Man Cry Baby is a big one that's on Netflix. If uh, if you haven't watched, if you watch that one at all, yeah, that's, that's uh, something. Yeah, it's it's weird. You know what? I, I thought that was a weird anime, and then I actually read the manga. Super close to the manga. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's like almost exactly the manga. I was like, oh, all right. So I guess he, uh, I guess he was l- very loyal to it. <laughs> but, um, uh, but it's a really weird, depressing anime. Uh, this one is not. Keep your hands off. Ezoken is about three girls that go to this. Uh, they go to this high school that have all these clubs. It's all very like it. It, it all kind of like um, it kind of takes like a really weird, like a over eccentric vibe. Like the clubs are like really important and stuff like that. If you're not in a club, you're just you're nothing kind of a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And then like. The clubs are really cutthroat. If you're not doing what you need, they'll cut your funding. So you got to prove that what you're doing, it's all very silly and it's not, you know, like it's not very shonen, but it's like done in a very silly manner. Um, but they decide to make an anime um, club where they, and there's already an anime club. So like, no, you can't do an anime club. It's like, well, this is actually a film club, quote unquote, but we're going to make anime. So, so mm. all right, you can call it film club, because there's no film club, but you can't do anime. So they have to like skirt around all the stupid red tape to make their anime. Um, and that's where like the comedy kind of comes into it. Um, but the three main characters are uh, the, the main girl, like the main girls are uh, one of them is the, the kind of writer. And like, she kind of reminds me most of myself when I was young because uh, she's very imaginative and she like wherever they're walking, like they're hiking somewhere. She'll like kind of imagine like, like what this forest is and like kind of imagine a whole story around it. And mm. like, oh, that's, that's cool. And then 
the animation will change and you'll kind of like the other characters will get kind of like sucked into her like idea and they'll kind of like adventure on through like her little idea and like this this poppy little music starts playing it's absolutely wonderful i just i just am enchanted with this anime it's wonderful like i absolutely love it uh sayaka is the animator she loves to just like draw and like redraw things and like study how things goes there's this one part where like she sees her grandmother kind of like toss out this tea like into the into the into the uh, out of their little uh, off of their little porch and she just like kept watching her throw this tea again and again and again and it was just to study like how the like how the water like moved and she would draw like how the water moved and like how it would animate and stuff like that and it's really cool like just to see her like do that process like over and over uh and it, it's really cool and um and then there's Kanamori uh, who's the best character. She is the straight up uh, businesswoman uh, capital. She's only in it to make money. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't care about anime at all. Uh, she's the straight businesswoman and she's like the best character. I absolutely love her because she's like always the one that's like having to balance the idea between like the dreamers, like, you know, like, Oh, I'm, I'm like going to think about this story and do this and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah. Okay. So what's the story? Cause we need it. We need the script for her to animate so we can finish it. You know, she's always like kind of like bossing them around and stuff. But they're all these really well-developed characters. None of them are one-dimensional. They have like these layers to them. It's beautiful. I absolutely love Keep Your Hands Off Ezekin. It almost won this whole thing, but it wasn't quite my cup of tea in general because I do mm. love me action and action and shonen and stuff like that. That's where I that's where I flourish. That's where I enjoy. Yeah. Um, um, the other runner-up uh, is BNA Brand New Animal, which is a, a Netflix Japan original uh, done by Studio Trigger. Uh, Studio Trigger, the people that did uh, uh, Kill a Kill and many other series that people have enjoyed. Uh, but BNA Brand New Animal, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. If you like Beastars, it's better than Beastars. I'll say that. Um, but it's your typical half human half it's zootopia i'm not gonna lie. it's, it's, it's very right. it's very zootopia it's got a lot of it's got a lot of uh a lot of uh racism uh allegories and mm. you know prejudices kind of wrapped into it uh, and it's very zootopia but done in a very anime manner and i enjoyed it i think it's perfect by 12 episodes really well animated beautiful character designs enjoy it go watch that show the other one that I thought I'd have to mention just because I've it's been OK, but I've really enjoyed it because of what I used to watch. This is like kind of a nostalgia trip for me. Yashahime Princess Half Demon, uh, which is the sequel series to Inuyasha, which oh. I wasn't expecting to get ever. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. That was surprising, uh, too. Yeah, so Inuyasha, it's about uh, Sashomaru's twin daughters and Inuyasha and Kagome's daughter going off on adventures. It's very episodic. Uh, they fight demons. Uh, well animated. It's a lot of fun. Reminds me of Inuyasha. Nothing that I'd really write home about or like celebrate. Or, oh, you have to watch this show. It's perfectly fine and I enjoy it. And it gives me that little nostalgia boost whenever they flash back to an Inuyasha thing. It's like, there oh, you go. Yeah. Cool, cool stuff. I enjoy it. So Yashihime, Princess Haftim, and that's the last runner-up. The number one winner, guys, the winner, the best anime of, uh, of, of 2020. Here we go. Because the it's so tight. The animation is so good because it's very, it's a very small, 
Very small nugget of anime right here, but it's definitely worth it, and I love it. Burn the Witch. Oh, yeah. Taite Kubo. Taite Kubo's Burn the Witch. The manga was great. Uh, The manga shorts were great. The OVA shorts were fantastic. It's three episodes. It's all there is, but it's three episodes of magic, baby. Ah, it's good stuff. Great stuff. Yeah, good choice. it sets up this whole world of witches and dragons um, that's like that's kind of similar to Bleach, but completely different in a few ways. Uh, it, it, it sets up all these powers and like different sen- sections and, you know, which is something Taite Kubo does wonderfully. If you ever watch Bleach, uh, it, it just got me excited for the new Bleach season that's happening. And I'm super stoked for it. So, oh, yeah, uh, I, I loved Burn the Witch. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I'm very excited for more. Um, I thought I, that's a great choice because it's it's exactly what you said. Not only is it just great on its own, but it works on a level of excitement for uh, the return of Tight Kubo, the return of Bleach, uh, the expansion of that world. Um, yeah, even stepping away from what we know in in Bleach to establish a a, a whole new uh, some a society, I guess, in London. Like, it, right. it's very very good. Yeah, and, and just the idea of like Saite Kubo being excited to make something again. Yeah. You know, he uh, he had to rush the ending of Bleach because he was kind of having back problems and was just kind of like, I'm kind of done with the story. So he kind of had to rush it out, and it's a bit of a shame. But he's he has since said that the anime is going to expand in a lot of the ways that he wanted to. It's oh, going to incorporate. Yeah, the anime is going to incorporate some of the um some of the light novels that have been written too. So we're going to get some extra stuff from that. So we're going to see more bleach and I'm like super excited about it. And he, you know, Taite Kubo is excited about making stuff again. And, and, uh, and burn the witch is like the, it's the harbinger of things to come. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, and there's no real word of like when we'll see more burn the witch, but it will be coming, um, which is great. And, uh, and just, just the fact that we're seeing more of it, and uh, and 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 I'm excited for it. This is technically it's three OVAs. It's technically one movie. They call it one movie, but it's three short OVAs. It's about an hour and a half of uh, of three OVAs, and it's 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 just really good. And it's beautiful too. That the animation studio. Uh, I, I wish I could uh, find the the animation studio that did it. They're fantastic, man. They did these uh, Pokemon shorts for the new uh, for the new Pokemon region, which I'm not a big Pokemon guy. Yeah, but I watched I watched all these shorts because it was done by the same studio. And my God, man, this studio just like like everything's beautiful. It's like studio. It's like Wit Studio, the guys that do uh, uh, Studio Clorito. That's the one. That's what it is. So Studio Clorito did Burn the Witch, and they did this these uh, these Pokemon shorts, and it's just like man. So I want them to do so much more stuff, but it's very clear that they can only do like short-term things because everything is very detailed so uh but i'm okay with that like more short short short-term things i say (laughs) if it'll give me that stuff twilight wings that's what it's called it's called pokemon twilight wings oh they did that yeah 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 those little shorts on youtube uh that ran from oh january 2020 to august 2020 so there we go so that was this year too so there you go boom uh studio clarito burn the witch winner of the anime stuff let's get into the best animated movie you guys best animated movie i i didn't watch a lot of animated movies this year guys 
Yeah, and there wasn't a lot out there. It didn't feel like wasn't a ton. Uh, yeah, oddly enough, like um, uh, I, I I watched Onward. I thought it was fine. I liked it. I liked Onward. Mm-hmm. It was fine. It was, but again, it was like fine. I haven't watched Soul yet for some reason. Don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I have I have no idea why I haven't watched Soul yet. It's just sitting there, just on Disney Plus. I can go watch it right now. I haven't watched it. Um, oddly enough, um, but uh, there are two on here. There's the runner up and the winner. So let's get with the runner up. We talked about it. Uh, My Hero Academia Heroes Rising. Yes. Uh, Go back and watch that episode as we talk that whole thing up. How much we enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun. Gosh, that was this year, wasn't it? It was. Right at the start. Right at the beginning. Right right before (laughs) we couldn't go to the movies anymore. (laughs) Basically. I think it was the. That that might have been the last movie I saw in the theater. Yeah, it was. It, it was before I went and saw Tenet. That was the last movie that I saw. So, yeah, it was the only I only I think I only saw three movies in the theater last year, and that was My Hero Academia, right? Heroes Rising, Tenet um, and the next one, which is the winner of Best Animated Movies uh, from Cartoon Saloon wolf walkers which oh yeah i really wanted to see that <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that one i knew it i i yeah, heard you talk about it a lot i haven't seen it yet though. Yeah. It, it it is of no surprise for anybody that has heard me talk about this uh or has followed this podcast i have talked about it since the first trailer came in 2016 um i've been or first teaser wasn't even a trailer yet it was just a teaser with like with like um you know um uh uh test like test screening sketches and stuff mm-hmm. like it wasn't even wasn't even finished animation it was just like this is wolf walkers i'm like this looks amazing more of this please um because i love secret of kells i love the song of the sea uh, i love breadwinner they're they've done all these movies breadwinner i think is available on netflix and i think song of the sea is available on netflix mm-hmm. um they're all available on amazon prime video uh go watch all these movies and right now wolf walkers you can get on Apple TV Plus, which is not the Apple TV product, it's the Apple TV uh, subscription mm-hmm. service. So if you if you have that, I don't know. Like, if you have it, I don't know if Wolf Walkers is worth getting an entire subscription service. But it's out there and it's on Apple TV Plus. So I was able to watch it in theaters right before it moved to Apple TV Plus. So. Um, if you have any screenings of this that might be coming out, go watch it there as well. Wolf Walkers is fantastic. It's about, uh, it's about these people that can, that are basically half wolves, half people. They can turn to wolves at night. Ah, they're really cool. Um, I'm probably, if I ever get a D and D campaign going again, I'm probably going to be a druid and I'm just going to be a wolf walker. <laughs> that's literally what i'm gonna do like because it's they've got all the same powers man they got they got animal morphing they got healing it's like i i should be a druid <laughs> i'm gonna be a wolf walker it's gonna be great so next time someone wants to do wants to dm something hit me up if you need a druid <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll play it so there we go wolf walkers no big shocker there for anybody that's watched this i still haven't had an episode on it oddly enough me and my brother went to see it and we didn't do an episode. I should probably do an episode on it. So there we go. Uh, that'll do it. That is the winner of best animated movies, which leaves us with the final category, the best animated series of 2020 guys. Mm, 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 mm. 
the greatest animated series of 2020. What's on there? What what's in that? What's in the runners up? I actually didn't have any runners up for this one because I forgot to write it. I just realized that because I'm looking at my runners up and it's My Hero Academia and Infinity Train. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Infinity Train for sure. Which actually Infinity Train does still fit because season three did come out this season. Mm -hmm. And the season three was absolutely great. I would really love to see more of that. Uh, Definitely a runner up. I loved Infinity Train. I thought it was fantastic. More of that, please. But right now it's kind of like on the edge of not getting renewed, which sucks. I really don't want it to end where it ended. So hopefully that'll get uh, renewed and and put out there. So there we go. My Hero Academia didn't come out this year. So (laughs) so that's definitely not a runner up. That's not on Um, there. (laughs) Yeah, so that's not on there. Uh, We had a movie. We had some OVAs, but we did not have a series yet. But that's coming in. Can I say this? Um, It's one. The season four is one of my honorable mentions because episode seven which oh. starts the raid on the compound ah. started January 4th. You're right. It did start in 2020. Yeah. Or, it, well, yeah it, okay. Yeah. So there was parts of it in 2020. You're correct. Okay. You know Pretty what? Much like 20? the first, the first bit of that yeah. season, which is them leading up to the raid, which was the, the boring stuff. And then, right. And then the raid hits and you're like, Oh yeah. And then it jumps into the festival arc, which was way better than I thought it would be. So I was, you know what i was in man honorable man you know what sure. runner up my hair academia it counts baby it was in there so it, counts, it, only had, it, it totally counts because only I, I didn't realize only seven episodes didn't air in in 2020 so that that definitely counts there's 25 episodes of that show there's 18 episodes that aired in 2020 totally counts 100 percent. my favorite moment counts where jiro finally gets her time yeah so yeah, 100%. Yeah. So My Hero Academia, runner-up, absolutely. But, guys, the winner of the best animated series of 2020 is a show that started in 2020 and ended in 2020. We got the whole thing, the whole story, all ended up. Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beasts is I'm the man. winner. I'm <laughs> My man, I knew John would be happy about that one. Um, I, I, I was thinking about it. I was going to give this to something else, but then I realized like, it's not really a kid's show. It, no. It's, it's a family show. It Kids can watch it, mm-hmm. but, but it's got a lot of, uh, it touches on things that like, that aren't necessarily for children, quote unquote. It's all things that children can absorb and understand. Uh, but you know, Studio Mirror has wonderful animation. I loved this art design of this show. Nothing else looks like it. Um, you know, in the same way that Team and T, that Rise of Team T was. It, nothing else looked like the show. I thought it was fantastic looking. Uh, the story is great. The voice acting is great. The characters are fun. Uh, absolutely loved this show from top to bottom. And the fact that we just got 30 episodes of a show start to finish complete story three perfectly broken up seasons throughout the year like it was perfect it was just like a perfect little show and i loved it i thought it was the the standout of 2020 best show fantastic it just it it rocks absolutely loved it winner 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 chicken dinner keep age of the wonder beast there you go so that's my winner john you got anything else to add (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. Well, you know, since we're talking about it, I can kind of, I can kind of move this over, but that was going to be one of my, uh, yeah. Uh, favorite moments of the last five minutes of that show. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. You know, it's just, it was just such a perfect ending and, yeah. and just like, a in, in what 2020 needed so bad was just like a good, happy show. Yeah. And that's what that show did. It was just nothing but joy watching that yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just a, a, a tremendous joy that one was. And that, and that I think, John, that'll lead us into our, our last segment of the day where you guys get to, I've been talking for <laughs> an hour and seven minutes. So uh, it's about time you guys get to have a little bit of say. Like, what what are some of your favorite moments in in animation, guys? Like, I, I, I asked you for a top three. You can have runners up. You can go on to a top ten as far as I'm concerned. I've talked enough. Uh, Stephen, why don't you start us out? Oh, what, 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 okay. what was your, what was some of your runners up or your your top three? Whichever you want to start. All right, with. I'll right. give. Uh, these are my quick honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them being My Hero Academia season four, just because right. uh, what we just talked about. I, I want to go right again. Um, <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen started right. on October the third. It's definitely mm-hmm. worth getting into. Nice and Tower of God. Okay, yeah. Tower of God was really good. It was one of those that the animation hooked me, the story hooked me, and it was yeah. You know me and my anime. If if get into the first season, I'm probably going to read it. So I read it. (laughs) I'm all caught up. Right, and it's it's fantastic. So I'm really looking forward to to that. Absolutely, I got to jump back on that. I got to jump back in it. I, I watched. I watched a good seven, eight episodes of it. Really enjoyed it, there's, and then just fell off. I don't yeah, know. It was only so. like twelve, so it's not too much yeah. to to catch. Yeah. Them. But cool. uh, if I were to do my top three, uh, it's also an interesting show. Sorry to to, to no, no, talk no, about no. it. It is an interesting show because it is a manhwa. It's a Korean manga that was picked up by Crunchyroll and animated. So very interesting. It's a webtoon. So Webtoon did a bunch of uh, they they basically got picked up for a lot of shows onto uh, onto Crunchyroll and that that's interesting just because like Crunchyroll started to delve into their own animation in a few ways we don't know if that really hit the right marks because Crunchyroll just got sold to Funimation, Funimation right so maybe that was a bad move but I will always applaud the idea of like more anime more animation yeah I think it's, for sure i will always applaud the idea for it so yeah tower of god great stuff great great strides i would say into that into that mark so well along that same line uh in my top getting in my top three um my number three is god of high school which okay, is yeah. another minwa um mm-hmm. from webtoons same animation style as tower of god oh to a degree i mean they're, they're different to a degree but the thing sure. about god of high school for me, I honestly thought Tower of God was a better series. But mm-hmm. God of High School hooked me with its animation like yeah. purely. Um, yeah. There were some featurettes on it where they showed them, uh, I forget what it's called, but where they put the little balls on the people's body uh, and they mm-hmm. do the moves. Oh, yeah, yeah, those motion capture. Motion capture, thank you. They did, and, I'm sh- and honestly, I'm sure lots of anime does this, but um, they did motion capture and then drew over the people fighting. Oh, uh, nice. And not, it, not a lot yeah, of people do that, actually. It was, yeah. I mean, 
I, I really don't even think the guy to high school story is that great. But <laughs> the animation and the, the fighting and the way they did it was so good that I kept coming back to see how they would animate the next fights. And yeah. eventually it does get into like, you know, abilities and superpowers and stuff, you know, all that junk that we right. love. But yeah, the first four or five episodes were completely lacking in that. It was just outright fighting. And I dug yeah. it so much. <laughs> nice. I need to watch that show too. It's it's another one of those that got picked up at Crunchyroll and it 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 actually looked more interesting to me, well, not interesting. It looked more fun to me than Tower of God because of its absurdity. Yeah. Like it looked absurd. Oh, it is absurd. And, uh, yeah, oh, undoubtedly. Yeah. It, it gets it it has its moments. It's not bad. I like it. I'll watch uh season 2 if it ever happens, but just for just for animation alone, that one stuck out. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, my number good. two was Onward. I think, okay. uh, there were two Disney movies that really came out, one of them being Soul, and that's an, one of my honorable mentions. But Onward is the one that got me um, for two reasons. Well, a couple reasons, actually. So, one, it's fantasy D&D type yep. movie. They did a really good job with all their Easter eggs and references and, you know, all the amazing things that Pixar does. They did it again, only this time for D&D, and I loved it. Um, The timing of that movie coming out was perfect because it was the beginning of the pandemic. And Disney was like, you know what? We're helping out everybody at home. We're going to throw this up on our service for free. Uh, well, for free with the payment, you know, of the subscription. But, um, But just, I don't know. It, it's a it was very much a there was there was all right, so basically it's a, it's about the son wanting to meet his father who passed away when he was really young or and uh and you know my father passed away when i was young so me and my brother <laughs> dead up uh looked at each other when we saw this trailer and we were like oh we're gonna cry like we're definitely gonna cry. <laughs> and so we went together watched the movie cried together it's a beautiful fun movie just another amazing pixar um, nice. but that one I thought just really stood out to me. That's yeah. really cool, man. And uh, that, that movie, se- that movie seems to appeal to, to, to guys like you and John, like you too. Like it really does. Like I, yeah. I, I thought about both of you when I watched that movie, I was like, yeah, I bet they enjoyed oh, it. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> no, I, I, I loved it thoroughly. I love the whole world building, the, the yeah. story, the, and I mean, to your point, Stephen, like, I mean, I, I've never experienced anything like that, but that, that ending still got me hard. Oh my God. <laughs> Just like Coco, that, that one in Coco, man, had me bawling like a baby, ugly oh. crying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Coco hit me in the gut, man. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know where um, I Yeah. That one was kind of out of left field and all of a sudden I'm like, what's this wet stuff on my cheeks? <laughs> but uh yeah and then number one uh my hero academia heroes rising <laughs> undoubtedly <laughs> had to be my number one animation at 2020 uh yeah. but it's the true story of how it should have <laughs> <laughs> been but even crazy. even even moving past that every pretty much everybody in the in the class got a moment the animation was mm-hmm. great uh especially at the you know spoilers if <laughs> at the end when Bakugo and Midoriya were both using uh, one for all and just super saying their way to fight this guy. I loved it. The whole thing's fantastic. Yeah. You can go to that specific podcast and listen to me and uh, Brandon Wax poetic about it. But yeah, those were my top three. I were I was surprised that there was uh, 
even though 2020 did uh, keep us from seeing as much as we would have liked, there was some really quality stuff that came out. Nice. There you go. Mm-hmm. Boom. Love it. John, what do you got for us today? Well, runners up were, uh, I, so I kind of broke it up into movies and TV, but you all threw me for a loop with the whole My Hero Academia coming out last year thing. So, <laughs> so I right forgot off, about that one. That's yeah, so, so. So, so right off the bat from, from those two perspectives there, uh, the uh, fight with uh, uh, Chojiro in uh, Heroes Rising is yeah. one of my favorite My Hero uh, fights, yeah. the way that they combined their powers in such an amazing way to beat him. And he was just an awesome villain yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. Chimera, uh, yeah. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, as far as the, the anime, um, the uh, unbreakable moment of Ijiro mm. Uh, yeah. was hands down yeah. it's been my favorite part of the show like yeah like, i i haven't gotten there yet in the in the manga but like mm-hmm. i have not enjoyed that show more than that that scene with him and fat gum those were just oh my gosh yeah. those scenes were yeah. john i forgot that you were reading the manga oh my gosh <laughs> dude you should be hitting me up anytime you want to talk about that oh my god <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're, we'll need to we'll need to sit down and go. No, no it's no, good. No. It's it's good for me and Steven because everybody seems to be picking up this manga now. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. there you good. go. Yeah, they got the, the old G's. <laughs> a lot more people to talk about it, and uh, you know, it'll it'll help out when we're when we get back to our uh, our My Hero Academia uh, RPG. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. That I'm working on to to get back to that because that's a thing we definitely need to do. Yes, I'm super um, excited. Yeah. So yeah. Um. But movies, um, I'm, I'm going to give it to Disney because I think that Onward and Soul were, were two great uh, films that come out. I need to see Soul. I, I really, the, the, just the originality in both of them, like I just mm-hmm. thought were, was wonderful. Um, Soul was just so out of left field for, for Disney. Like I just, it just, in watching it was just like so, it was enjoyable to see yeah. the world. And yeah. the music was fantastic. I couldn't say, yep. can't say enough about the music. Pixar will have those. They'll have those ones that just like kind of sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like they're doing that a lot now. They're, they're ever since with Coco, like they're they're hitting these like emotional, cultural movies like that really tap into a certain culture. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Because they had Coco, they got Soul that cult you know, that cuts into you know jazz and like stuff like that and. uh you know that that whole realm and then they've got one that's going into italian culture next year coming out so mm. um, like 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 oh that, yeah 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 what was that thing called Le- uh I, I lipo or lipo lupa? or something like that yeah lipa like lupa lupa i think lupa. maybe yeah i think it's lupa but yeah it's like an italian kind of kind of a run but they're they're taking these deep dives into like international cultures and stuff mm-hmm. like that Coco was such a big hit with that, so yeah, uh, I'm enjoying that. I think that's a good run. So, but, but runner-up shows, uh, War for Cybertron was amazingly okay. good. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I haven't, I haven't watched the second one yet. The second series, it's good. Know. It's good. Yeah. They, it keeps it keeps pace, and you know, mm-hmm. looks like we're going towards Beast Wars, which dope. Sweet, um, sweet. Yeah. The uh, what was the uh, oh the final season of Shira was last year. Oh yeah, that was last year. That was a good one. 
that was very much close to that show. But very much those, those, are my, those are my runner up. But but three uh, top moment is um, this is kind of obscure, but there is a YouTube fan made Dragon Ball show. Called, oh, yes. You showed me this. Okay, it's go called on. Dragon Ball Deliverance. It's uh, yeah. made by or at least posted by somebody named the Notorious Luke. And uh, this came out about four months ago. So close to the end of the year. But basically, so episode three, the, some of the animation is not great, but there is a section of this third episode where it's Vegeta fighting Broly, and it's Super Saiyan 3 Vegeta versus Super Saiyan 3 Broly, hmm. and it is on par with anything that you've ever seen in that show, and it is amazing, hmm. and the end of that fight gets me out of my seat every time I see it, because it's just such a dope move <laughs> i just can't get over it so youtube dragon ball deliverance episode three just go ahead and fast forward to the the fight with vegeta and broly you'll have your mind blown if you're into that yeah oh my gosh <laughs> i'm gonna have to watch that when this is done um <laughs> number two was was kipo and the, the, the particularly the last five minutes that was just such a fun romp i just really yeah. really enjoyed that show i accidentally watched it one day and i never stopped and, <laughs> you know it's just I, I can't say enough about that show but me then whenever i can share something with the family that i enjoy that, that mm. just brings it just that much higher yeah. but number one and this was easy for me i knew this as soon as you asked me to be on this show <laughs> was the siege of mandalore in season seven of Clone Wars. Oh, yes, it's okay. Great. I was wondering and, if you were going to bring this up. And I will tell you what. There are two scenes very in particular that happened. And that's when the siege begins and Ahsoka is making her way down to the ground level from the ships that are crashing. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. just insane. Yeah. And, and honestly, like, you you brought up the, the, the motion capture steven yep like that was the the fight between uh, ahsoka and darth maul was mm -hmm. motion captured and it was motion yep. captured with ray park yep. and wow. that was the first that was the first time they had brought all three aspects of darth maul together for one thing which was uh the voice acting the animation and the live action mm -hmm. uh uh darth maul and his arc in clone wars and rebels is bar none my favorite star wars arc maybe next to ahsoka and that's and just the fact that they collide you know just like in that scene is so daggone good so yeah. good uh i can't oh my gosh I, we're doing a rewatch with the with or i'm doing a rewatch with the family they're watching clone wars for the first time uh, and yeah. we're very slowly creeping up on season seven and i'm just like <laughs> itching i'm just itching right now man just to get to that but yeah hands down that's my number one siege of mandalore Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Well, there you go, guys. That's your uh, that's all your uh, top moments. I'm going to give out mine because I haven't talked enough, by golly. Uh, <laughs> so, like, so I'm going to give out mine here. A lot of mine are kind of nebulous, except for my number two. Um, but uh, sort of nebulous kind of things, like not really moments, but like things that I took away from this year. Because, again, I just talked about all of my favorite stuff anyway. So, um, yeah. My number three goes to Demon Slayer's complete domination. Uh, this is 
beyond the animation, uh, you know, the uh, Demon Slayer, it was the best year ever for that manga, for that, for that story, for that franchise. Mm -hmm. Uh, It completely, it was the number one movie in the world at one point, the Mugen Train. True, it was. Because no, no one was going to see movies. Yeah, right. (laughs) And, and it was the number one movie in Japan. And again, Japanese intake or Japanese grossing is like very small compared to American grossing of movies, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was the number one movie in Japan for like two months. Like yeah. it was just like, it just kept grossing money. Um, even longer than that. I want to say it was like, it was like four months that it was number one, but it, it was the number one movie in the world. Not only that, but uh, uh, like that also along with the, fan reaction from the uh from the anime and especially episode 19 which is the moment that show becomes something special like i think that show is amazing and i think it starts off wonderfully but episode 19 went viral because of the scene that occurs in it mm-hmm. and it 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 just is and it really is something special and something to behold it went so viral that it be, it's Demon Slayer slayed uh, uh, One Piece, which is crazy, yeah. and not by like a like a oh it's like a little bit more sales than One Piece. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it slaughtered the sales this year. Uh, it, it, it is insane. So like I think the. The second most sold uh, uh, manga of last year was was One Piece, mm-hmm. as it typically is. One Piece is always the the standout seller. It sells manga like crazy. It's insane. Um, it was it it was the number two, um, with I think about four million, three to four million sales in in manga volumes, uh, whereas Demon Slayer was the number one. With twenty three million, yeah, <laughs> just just slaughtered it, and it was of course like obviously not just like new volume sales. It was that all the people who had watched the anime and then watched the movie, and then you know like they went back and bought the old volumes that had already been out. Um, so it, it so the overall consumption of volumes it would just it just destroyed like it did. Demon Slayer is is a is a beast right now, which kind of sucks that it's that it's over. Right. <laughs> like, you know, like with the anime still coming out, which is great, but like the manga's done, so it's not like, yeah. it, it's not gonna be like a long running thing like My Hero Academia. Uh so or or Naruto or Bleach or any of the big one, the big threes back in the day. So we'll see, man. It's it, it's interesting to to see where that's going and how well that that did there, kind of a research of manga there is rumor that uh the creator is talking about doing a follow-up manga yeah yeah which is great um you know mm. like have have her do more things but yeah you know it's it's it, it's always hard to tell if something's going to be successful in that arc you know you know what yeah because I mean? like you know taite kubo did burn the witch it was a big success people enjoyed that but then you have Samurai Eight by the guy who did Naruto, and it somehow flopped. Yeah, which is which is mm-hmm. odd. 
which kind of sucks, but it's also like, eh, he's got nothing to prove. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he, made, he made Naruto. Like, what's the, what's he got to prove? I mean, come on. Uh, I kind of wish, like, I kind of want to read it. I kind of want to, like, see how, you know, see what it was like oh, and if it was just kind of like Samurai yeah, honestly, I liked it. I read the whole thing. I mean, it's not long. Yeah. He had to obviously end it very quickly um, with it when they canceled it. But right. it's uh, it just I think the problem with, with it was that it started off with a very complicated concept that mm. required long term for explaining. Like you're just going to need it to right. take a while to explain. And I don't right. think he was able to hook everybody for long term right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard. You kind of need that. You kind of need that that quick, simple idea, I guess. You right. Know I mean, you know, like Naruto was only supposed to be ten volumes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, like go figure. But yeah, so I think I'll check that out just to see how it was. But uh, there we go. Um, my number two is the primal season finale, mm. which if you go back and watch. Last week's episode of Animation Destination, where I talk about this with Mitch, you can get all the details. I will not spoil it uh, for the two gentlemen here, because I want them to go watch this show. I think this show is is fantastic. I think it's perfect. I probably should have given it the best show of 2020, or the or I probably should have given it the um, best new season of 2020 is what I would say. I think Kipo kind of still just kind of hit all the right notes mm. and it all came out in one year and it was kind of perfect. So I don't regret giving it to Kipo at all. Um, but Primal, you know, it, it does something in that season finale twice that I had to, re I might make a video about this. <laughs> it's actually inspired me to maybe do a video editorial because I, I want to understand how they got me to feel the way they got me to feel like it, it does something that I can't like, I kind of understand what they did and how they did it and how I got that re how they got that reaction out of me. But it still surprises me that a cartoon in 2021, a 36 year old man, not that I cried, I cry at other stuff. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a baby when it comes to animation, but it got me to audibly gasp when no one else is around. Like, <laughs> it's like, like I'm not reacting to anyone else, but what I'm viewing and I gasped, I just, I legitimately just, I, <laughs> I don't know how I did it, but they got me to do it twice Wow. And I, I was, it was amazing. And it was, it was kind of like with the same, they got me to do it twice with the same trick. It, it's amazing the way they did it. I, I, I recommend it to everybody. And it's literally the season finale, the last episode, episode 10. Um, go watch it. I want more of that show because of it. It leaves you hanging. It leaves you wanting so much more. Um, and it's brilliant. And I, I can't, can't wait for more of it. Primal, go check it out. I didn't give it an award this year. But it goes in my number two, top three moments. And there you go. And I had to give the number one to this. Primal almost edged out the number one. But the number one has to go with the growth of animation with streaming services. Mm -hmm. um, my God. Like, just all the new animated shows that have been uh, brought in this year, this year too. Like, it, it's still going. Like, you know, we had Kipo, which was a big hit, critical hit. Apparently, it was a big hit for Netflix too. I think that creator is getting another show uh eventually excellent uh, 
yeah, Alex Hirsch got pulled in to do uh, three TV series for Netflix or two TV series for Netflix. So that sounds amazing. So we're going to get more from the creator of, of Gravity Falls. You know, Craig McCracken's Kid Cosmic, which came out this year. So I didn't get to talk about it yet. I'll talk about it more, you know, in, in on next year's uh, Animation Destination Awards because I absolutely love Kid Cosmic. I thought it was fantastic. Ten episodes. It's 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 great. Go watch that. Um, HBO Max just got a whole bunch of a slew of we talked about it earlier. A bunch of uh, adult animation cartoons on there. Like just animation is succeeding in streaming, and and I'm happy for it because you don't have to justify a time slot on a network for something that is so expensive to make. You have to have supplementary uh, merchandise sell well in order to keep it going unless you just make Simpsons numbers, which mm. you know, Simpsons never has to sell a single toy because they make they have like 40 million people watch it every yeah. week. Yeah, right. Yeah, they don't, they don't need it. They, they get a 14 every week still to this day in its dead zombified form that's not good anymore still gets like 14 million people million people watching it so you know it's on in in a in a format that nobody enjoys anymore which is television you know so you know um the simpsons will never die because of that but uh you have other series that continue on and can because you don't have to justify that sort of sale to it it's just this is content that people can sit down in front of and take in and engage with and give you feedback with and say, I want more of this and I will continue to give you your monthly fee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's all it's for. So, um, so it's good that, it, that we've hit this, this, uh, this era in which technology is easier for people to animate with. It's, it's easier for people to do. And also there's a lot of creativity from that's come from the pandemic. That's allowed people to work from home in a lot of ways that sort of, uh, uh, ramps up production in a few ways. You don't have to have a lot of commute. You don't have to uh, a lot less crunch time for certain things. So, you know, um, animation is thriving in the streaming, in the streaming universe. And I'm super happy about it. And I want, I want it to strive always and forever. Mm. So that's my number one is, uh, that's very good. Good choice. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's it guys. Hour and a half. We're done. We did it. I rambled for an hour. And a half. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe an hour and 20 minutes. You guys went for about 10. So sorry. I rambled for so long. But thank you guys so much for being on. I'm glad we were able to do this with uh, in the in the the viral times that we live in. We were able mm -hmm. to get this one out. So uh, we'll definitely be getting some more uh, of these. Some definitely, I've got more anime to talk about with uh, with you, Steve. You, Steven. We got plenty. Oh of yeah, stuff. for sure. We got. Uh, I got. I got to get on Fire Force. I got to get that done. And once I'm done with that, I'll get with you. We'll do Fire Force season two. Because I'm super stoked about that one. I'm fired up about that one. Yeah. You know how that goes. John, as always, we can always uh, do more uh, on some Netflix. Maybe we'll talk about something. I don't know. It's got to be something we could talk about. Still got to do that you and Mitch, me, you and Mitch thing, too. Talking about the Lethreon and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Gotta do that. We got to do, do Clone Wars, man. 
Got to do Clone Wars. Yep, got to do Clone Wars. It's it's done and gone and ready to go. So we'll we'll do some more of that for sure. Uh, but that's gonna do it, guys. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for the invite, brother. Absolutely. This has been the Animation Destination Podcast. You can check us out at destinationcomics.com slash DNN. Animationdestination.com. You can also check us out on Facebook at Animation Destination. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week. Stay tuned.